is the Go Blue Crew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. Derek, how's your week been? I heard you were talking, this has been a little stressful, maybe. Busy week, man, you know? Yeah. Got a school year coming up, you know, a new college season coming up. So, you know, the Augusts are tough when higher education. So, tired, man, and you know what? That's the best thing to do when I'm tired is to talk and podcast. So this is this is really giving me a you know a great boost this week. Remember when we used to get like borderline buzzed slash drunk and do this? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we I really mean, ought to bring that back. We are recording on a, on a Wednesday, and you know you know yeah. my philosophy: Whiskey Wednesday. Whiskey Wednesday. Wednesday is really? always yeah. one of the toughest days of the week, and and if you're a, if you're amidst you know the second week of a really tough month. You know, yeah, Wednesdays are for whiskey, you know, whiskey and relaxing and, and, and obviously podcasting. We ought to team up with like a whiskey brand. That'd be great. We should get back to doing our ad reads that we used to do. Oh, yeah. Those were, I'm sure, illegal. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I don't know what law we were breaking, but <laughs> like it felt like we were definitely breaking uh, one or two or, or four or five maybe. And, the, and those interested in sponsoring us now are, are really excited that we've revealed this, I'm sure. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, this is awesome for our, our reputation. But, yep. uh, you know, whatever. Uh, if that day comes, I'll be happy. I will only be entertaining whiskey pitches, though. So don't come to us if you're like an underwear brand or uh, razors. Like, I don't care about any of that. Right. Um, we just want whiskey. So if that's you out there, uh, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Ty underscore Fenwick. Let's plug our Twitters while we're at it. Derek's at Divine Identity. Just just tweet us. My DMs are open too. So let me know oh, what DMs kind of whiskey. Please slide into my DMs. Slide into the DMs, yeah. Uh, today we're going to talk about potential playmakers Michigan has on, on both sides of the ball. And looking at the uh, potential depth chart here, the thing that sticks out to me is like there are a few guys who you can say they're solidified playmakers and then the rest of them it's like they could be they should be they need to develop into that and that's something that the program has struggled with you know recently obviously like that's one of the most frustrating things about being a Michigan fan in this era but we figured you know we'd go through the list here of like guys we expect i guess to be playmakers and we'll start on offense go over to defense i don't know derek if you have any like special teams guys you want to bring up but um to kick it off on offense my my playmaker who i think uh you know might be might be like the guy on offense i'm gonna say it's ronnie bell he's one of those guys i was talking about earlier who was like proven to actually you know be able to step into that role He's a senior, uh, been around for a lot of football. Uh, he's had some devastating moments. Of course, he dropped that that touchdown against Penn State, which would have been uh, huge. But I think he's a guy who uh, is just like one of those surefire playmakers that Michigan is going to be able to rely on. What about yeah, you? And I think, you know, we talk a lot, a lot about quarterbacks, just in general, you know, as we've podcasted over the past, you know, several years. 
But I think Ronnie Bell is the first to benefit from really good quarterback play because of how, you know, I feel like even underutilized at times. But, you know, he's a guy, if you look at his touchdowns, you're, you're not impressed. But if you go back and look at his game logs, you know, he has some incredible games and he's, you know, open almost every possession that there's a pass play. You know, he, he creates a lot of space. He's definitely, you know, probably going to be the most consistent playmaker on this roster as he's, you know, proven to be. Um, for me, I look at Roman Wilson, you know, a guy who a lot of similarities in a way, you know, a guy now uh, being touted as, you know, one of the fastest uh, in that in that wide receiver room that's full of talent and full of speed. Um, and I think that he I think his play just has a potential of being so electrifying that I look for him, you know, though very unproven uh, to, to even be a playmaker. And if you look at the depth chart between him, Ronnie Bell and Cornelius Johnson, who's, you know, shown some things like I think it's a room to really be excited about. And, and just the fact that, you know, you lose a Giles Jackson and, and that feels like a big blow. You know, I'm looking at, you know, six seven, eight guys here uh, who have, you know, potential big name playmaking ability. Uh, and so I think playmakers are filling the roster. Um, but yeah, a guy that's just solidified as Ronnie Bell, you know, probably top dog in that, in that area. Now, how do we feel about Hassan Haskins? Because he's most likely that starting running back. Um, we've gotten the, the bell cow thing already which isn't really a surprise. Like he, he had a pretty decent 2020 season, um, especially, you know, considering like what was happening around him on offense. But to me, I look at him and the word that comes to mind other than playmaker is just like solid, which is good. Like I'll take solid obviously, but do we like move him into that category of playmaker? See, I don't know that he can be as explosive as even a wide receiver unless he, you know, breaks free for a big run. He, has, he had a big run against Notre Dame at home, uh, you know, several bigger runs last year. You know, last year he really turned into that that feature back. Um, you know, you lose a guy like Zach Charbonnet. And so this is another room, you know, same thing. And we'll, you know, maybe generally talk about this later on, but, you know, full of talent. Son Haskins is kind of like the Ronnie Bell, um, you know, maybe a little bit less explosive and elusive but consistency, you know, can make plays, um, you know, a playmaker, obviously you start looking at Blake Corum, a lot of hype, like Roman Wilson, you know, Donovan Edwards, who comes right. in with a lot of like, those guys are more likely to be playmakers. But if, if Michigan just needs, you know, a pound for pound yard for yard back, Son Haskins has come in, you know, multiple seasons now, two seasons now, and, and been very consistent. Um, and you know, as a season wears and tears and other guys aren't being effective, he finds a way to keep plugging. And, you know, that says a lot. So I, I think between him and Ronnie Bell, you start looking obviously to the quarterback, you know, you can't ignore the tight ends or the line, but you know, you say, Hey, look, you know, there's two rooms on campus this fall that have a lot of talent. You know, how are we going to be best utilized? You know, how are you going to get the ball to the best players? Because you've got, you know, playmakers and you've got guys who are consistent. And anytime you have both of those, you should be a pretty good offensive team. I guess that's a philosophical thing. Like, are we comfortable saying Donovan Edwards looks like a playmaker when we don't know like how many snaps he's going to get? Like, is he good for one or two pops a game? And like, he ends up with seven carries is he a playmaker? I don't know. That's a that's a you know 
a deeper discussion than I think we either of us were prepared for. But right. here's I think with Donovan Edwards, you just you know, I he's more likely to be underwhelming this year than like, you know, be us being very impressed. And I think just the way they're gonna share the rock in the backfield is gonna, you know, he's gonna have to really stick out in a couple of plays here and there, or he's gonna, you know, look like he didn't do anything. But it's not going to be because he's not good or, or can't be a playmaker. It's because you have consistency and you have a guy in front of him on the depth chart and Blake Corum, who also is going to deserve getting the ball into his hands. So, yeah, you can't make the call on, on some of these young guys. You know, I think try to keep most of the freshmen off the list. But, man, if you if you have these solid guys that we're talking about and then some of these young guys go on to be playmakers, you're looking at a pretty good team. Eric All is maybe the most intriguing name for me here because – I can just see him being uh, like like that go-to guy for Cade McNamara or whoever is slinging the ball for Michigan this season. Sort of in a way that like Ronnie Bell, we kind of think of him as just a consistent target. You pretty much know what you're going to get. Only difference is like Ronnie Bell has done that. And Eric All um, has had his moments, but you know he's also struggled with drops and things like that. So, uh, I mean, this no guy I think like stands – to have a bigger breakout season than Eric all. And that's on either side of the ball. Cause I think uh, you, you, you're breaking in like your first full-time starting quarterback. Um, he's going to want that guy. And yeah, it's one thing to have like Ronnie bell out there, but to have a big target, a big reliable target, like Eric all, I mean, that could be a real game changer. So I think, I think he's a, a big potential playmaker especially when you know third down red zone, that kind of thing where, where you need the yards. I think that could be him. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's probably what five drop passes away from going from, you know, kind of a, a wasted season to, Hey, that's, you know, pretty good tight end right there. And, and I feel like he is probably, yeah, I would say looking at the, the offense and especially in terms of playmakers, he's probably the most important piece to relieve that running back and that wide receiver room. You know, there's going to be a lot of pressure put on, um, you know, rooms that have depth, but, you know, consistent tight end play has always bode well for Michigan. You think of, you know, a guy like Jake Butt and how much success he's, he had, you know, it's, it's one, it seems like a program you'd want to, you know, go play tight end at, uh, and they continue to bring in good tight ends. That's why Eric all is on the roster, but you know, he, he definitely has some things to improve, but I think with his blocking ability, with his route running ability, and hopefully he can improve the catching portion of being a tight end as it's very important. Um, he could be a star. And, and, and that's a guy, you know, kind of look back at like a lead hill, like a guy like Eric all could have the most touch receiving touchdowns at the end of the year, because he should be a reliable goal line guy that can go up and get it, you know, get open in space like, like Gronk would. So I think Eric all probably most important on my list and would love to, you know, probably give him more time this season because I think a lot of expectations are riding on his ability to, to play tight end. Absolutely. And I'm ready to move on to defense unless you've got anybody else on offense you want to point out. Oh, let's get, let's get started. And you know what, let's just go with the, the first obvious, you know, Dax Hill, you know, I think that he's going to be talked about the most. So we'll spend time maybe talking about other guys, but you know, that's a guy that this is the year where he just absolutely, you know, needs to stand out. Uh, and I think, you know, because of what he should be able to do, you know, number one playmaker in my eye, 
but you know, he better show it more than ever. And it should be unquestionable that he's one of the better defensive players in the nation, in my opinion, this year. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I mean, um, at least in the big 10, like he should be one of those guys you look at as like a, you know, first team, all big 10, you know, like that kind of caliber of player, because um, it's not that he is like been a bust or anything like that by any means, but you're looking at year three in the program and you consider that 2020 was, um, you know, a hiccup or whatever you want to call it, like in, in the development process, I'm sure like none of these guys I'm, I'm sure are, are where they would be if last season had just been normal and, and you had your normal practices and schedule and all that. But Dax Hill, I think you're right is, is maybe the most important piece uh, that you're looking at on defense other than here's the case for Aiden Hutchinson, because he's going to have an expanded role this season might be uh, like a stand up kind of, rusher uh you know he'll be on the line he's he's uh number two you know bruce feldman does his list of freaks every every year uh quitty pay was number one last year and uh, he's playing with the colts now but he hurt his ankle today or maybe it was yesterday you know it doesn't matter i just that came to my head as i was talking about him aiden hunderson uh, number two on that freaks list this year i think it because you have to consider like how much the corners and secondary as a whole struggled last year. Some of that was due to the fact that like, there just wasn't enough pressure up front and Aiden Hutchinson uh, in that, that whole defensive line, like it's not a deep position group, but the talent up front is like pretty good. And if Aiden Hutchinson can kind of lead that charge, get more pressure on the quarterback, create a little more havoc, I, that that could be like the biggest game changer this year. Yeah. I mean, even just in terms of exciting defensive play, you know, like pass breakups, you know, and big moments are big, you know, obviously interceptions and turnovers are huge, but there's nothing quite like watching a defensive front, you know, rush and get, get a lot of pressure on the quarterback and get sacks and really just disrupt what's happening in the backfield of an offense. And I think, that's when you look at, yeah, you know, just the playmakers there in general. And Aiden Hutchinson absolutely well deserves to be the number two freak in the nation. You know, obviously he had a, a short season in general, but, you know, the, the whole injury for him, you know, 2020 didn't work out for him. So this is a big year for him. Um, he's one of those guys that does fall into the unique territory of, you know, you hope he stays healthy, but I could see, you know, someone lightly injured thinking about their future because he's, you know, he's high in a lot of lists in the NFL as he should be, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, Michigan's getting dudes because a guy like a Donovan Peoples Jones on the offensive side, didn't look like anything at Michigan, but is making it, you know, he's making an impact in the NFL. So Aiden Hutchinson is a very talented player and one of the most talented players in the nation and unleashing him, you know, getting this defense to, to kind of be led by him and, and the pressure that he can create, you know, he could make this Michigan defense scary alone. And now if you have a guy like Dax Hill, you know, kind of managing the backfield um, or, or being the playmaker back there, at least, you know, that's a, that's a scary good defense too. So here we are again, talking about what Michigan could be. Um, I think reality starts to set in just knowing that they haven't been able to, you know, produce like we've, we've hoped the players would in the past. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's half the fun of being in this position. It's like, what could be, 
um, because Michigan is not a program where you can be like, this is what it is. And we are so proud and pumped and all that. No, not really. Not like that. I want to talk about this um, because I don't want it to be the last thing we talk about, but Vincent Gray and Jermon Green, is this, are either of them playmakers? I mean, I feel like the answer is no, but you want one of your corners to be a playmaker, right? And it's kind of, kind of bad that we're looking at this and unless things change drastically uh you know neither of michigan's primary corners will be like what we consider playmakers yeah i mean i feel like this is cliche and i i try to avoid saying this earlier but i feel like these are guys that make plays but you know i think a playmaker in my opinion you know is just you know, a guy you see out there just really disrupting the game or benefiting the game, you know, however you want to look at it. And I think that these are guys who even showed their playmaking ability last year, but they also, you know, showed that they're kind of a suffering unit. And, you know, I I don't know if it was just schemes or just really not being well trained enough in terms of being versatile at, you know, coverages because of Don Brown, you know, we'll see. One thing that I meant to mention about a guy like Dax Hill is no excuse again, he should be one of the best players back there. You know, it shouldn't be close, but there are a lot of differences in this defensive scheme. So he's going to be utilized differently. So this will be a year where we're more likely to see if it's a young guy who's breaking out this year, that's a good sign because he's breaking out in a new defensive scheme. And that's probably the playmaker of the future. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the sour year and it's in bad cornerback play, but those guys, those guys don't come to my mind when I think of playmakers in general, when I look at the roster. Um, but yeah, hopefully they have good seasons. I think I'm more excited about, you know, guys on the line, you know, guys in linebacking unit, and then even a guy like Brad Hawkins, you know, returning and, and hopefully um, being a part of one of the most dynamic safety duos in the country. Do we consider Michael Barrett a playmaker? I mean, that Viper position is not really going to be there um but you know he looked good at times last year like to the point of you're like that's a playmaker do you think he takes on that role more full-time in 2021 i mean he he needs to for this team to be good and I him think, or josh ross i mean right, somebody I that in that linebacker group needs to do it if josh ross josh ross can be the veteran and just you know smart playmaker and uh, Michael Barrett can show that athleticism that he had where he was all over the field in Minnesota, even though he puked like seven times. <laughs> like if you get that Michael Barrett paired with, you know, veteran Josh Ross, you, you've got a really good core right there. And, and I think that he, again, I think I look to him to be more of that consistent guy. We talked about consistency in the offense. I think a guy like junior Colson is, is a guy, you know, kind of, given Josh Ross a run for his money, at least based on practices and such. He's a guy, you know, a young guy who people are starting to think, you know, could be a playmaker. But again, he falls into that very early category of, you know, it's going to take a lot for them to see the field often. It's going to take even more for them to provide. But I think, I think this year, more than any year previous, the defensive unit seems to be full of, you know, just guys who can make plays. Um, you know, if you, if outside of Aiden Hutchinson and, and Dax Hill, you know, it, it kind of feels lackluster in terms of names or, or guys they brought in, uh, except for, again, some of the, the recent recruits. So I think that defenses, there's going to be a lot of surprises, you know, maybe some names that we've never talked about on the show or are going to get a lot of play. 
Um, but yeah, hopefully those consistent stars from a year ago, or at least the guys that were good enough to be starters, you know, will all improve on last season because I mean, the defense was terrible. You know, every single player in that locker room should be better this year. Now, Derek, I don't want to stretch it this far. Maybe you do. Looking at special teams, uh, anybody you see in there? Perhaps a Ronnie Bell, Blake Corum, Mike I'm going to go with Blake Corum um, and probably A.J. Henning. I think that A.J. Henning comes to mind because, you know, his, his place in the offense isn't as, you know, solidified. He's made plays. He had some couple incredible catches um but he's such a speedster and i think seeing him in in a in a punt return game is, is something that you know we could we could possibly see and then blake quorum i think's just got to be returning kickoffs you know i think he's going to be smart be able to protect the ball and he's just he's probably going to be the most natural to replace josh jackson's running ability you know because he played from the backfield as well he just kind of seemed more fit for that so yeah i think young guys able to make plays on, on special teams you know, that's a big part of the equation for Michigan. When you have three running backs that could start, you know, one of them is going to have to make a play somewhere else. And so if, one, if Blake Corum can do that in special teams, I'm all about that. I like how I said I didn't even want to, you know, try to stretch that. And you you confidently gave two names there. Oh, yeah. That, I think you know that's what? great. I think I'm, I'm a big believer of special teams wins football games. I can't wait to talk about kicking next episode. Oh, yeah. the In fact – the lead up to the season from this point on today's August 11th. Now we don't have much time, but the whole, the whole rest of the off season, just about kicking. Yep. Just kicking. We'll, we'll do a whole show for field goal, whole, whole show for punting. And then I think we'll have time for one more show for kickoff. I mean, I'm hoping to sneak one in there too, on the proper way to hold for, for that, for that, uh, you know, for your place kicker, uh, you know, to get the snap, right. Get the whole, get the ball down. Like, get all that um perhaps a video tutorial that'd be very hard to explain just with words i would i'll put together a video i like it yeah we'll I have somebody to snap oh, the great. ball to me i don't know who would do that oh you're married now so there you go that's got nothing to do with snapping the ball <laughs> <laughs> no that if you ever talk to uh monica she will tell you that especially during the football season, I make her practice um, probably three or four times a week on our center quarterback exchange. Wow. That is. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. There's always a football by the couch downstairs in the living room. And I don't travel without a pump because you never know where you're going to be when you need to, you know, pump up a basketball or football or whatever. That's a little different beside the point. But yeah, there's always a football downstairs and I'm like, okay, let's do it. And at this point, if I'm like, if I'm holding the football and I'm like, let's do it, she knows what I'm talking about. I like it. I wish, as I'm saying it out loud, like I wish I was kidding, but no, we totally do it. It's a lot of fun. Never know when you're going to need to, you know, have that down. That's what I keep telling her anyway. I think it's smart. You've, you've, you've planned well ahead for your future. <laughs> The whole goal is, you know, that uh, whether we have a son or daughter, that she'll be able to practice with them too. Yep. Because I can't be the one to do it every time. Got to train the wife to train the kids when it comes to Yeah, gosh. Yeah, it's really like a full-time job within uh, this whole marriage thing. But, uh, yeah, so today's uh, August 11th. What are we, three weeks out, Derek? Yep. 
that what's going on? My gosh, my birthday is coming up next Monday. I'll be 26. Um, very big couple or a few weeks coming up here for me. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But I'm rambling here. I'm just trying to make this all about myself, and I didn't really mean to do that. Hey, we are... happy birthday. <laughs> you know, I'll talk to you likely, you know, between now and then. But yeah, via this, you know, podcast form, I won't. So happy birthday, man. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I appreciate it. Big, big things coming up for me. That's what's Enjoy all about. Enjoy thinking about kickers. Yeah, I mean, that's how anybody should spend their birthday. But we'll uh, we'll keep looking ahead to next season, talking about things to expect, things to maybe not expect, uh, maybe break down some games we're looking forward to, all that good, fun stuff that, that we do every offseason and you know, building up our anticipation. So stick around with us. And take care until we see you again. Go Blue. Go Blue.